Jazzcast Pros. Being taken from a parent is a very devastating encounter. Whether a child is growing up in a dysfunctional atmosphere or not, children are always attached to their parents. In my mother's family, using drugs was normalized. Prostitution was normalized. But part of being in the system has made me stronger. My testimony, my story, isn't just all about me, but it's about those others who are going through the system who needs to see a black or brown face and say, okay, she made it. I have some hope. I can do it too. But also to build community support amongst each other. Because like I said, everybody doesn't have a happily ever after ending. Fostering greatness was established to assist, to be that one-stop shop to where this population doesn't have to go in and tell that traumatic story over and over again. It's just an unspeakable or invisible type of support that's there. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life. I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I invite you to take this journey with me. We're going to be talking about all things mental health and emotional well-being. You see, I am a overcomer. If you are interested in figuring out the path for you to determine how and where you will drive your future, this is the place to be. We get to determine the ride. We may not get to determine the weather or who's on the road with us or if it's going to be a scenic route or not, but we are the drivers. So join me on this ride, living the front seat life. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life. I am your host, Coach Kelly Marie, recording from Buffalo, New York. The sun is shining in Buffalo, y'all, and it is a beautiful thing, let me just tell you. I am so excited to have the guest that I have on the show today. Um, But before we dive into that, please like, subscribe, share. I know that you're getting something out of the podcast because you're letting me know you're getting something out of the podcast. So let other people know. Give them the good word that's happening over at Front Seat Life. So share Living the Front Seat Life podcast. And uh, also feel free to reach out, leave your comments. Let me know what topics you want me to cover. Um, You can send me an email, frontseatlife at gmail.com. I am here to hear from you. I cannot wait. So yeah, holler at me. How about that? (laughs) So my guest today is Leah Angel Daniel. She and I go back, but she has an incredible story. And this month, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, but it's also Foster Care Awareness Month. And Leah is the founder of an incredible organization, Fostering Greatness. And I just want to welcome you, Leah, to the podcast. How are you? I am phenomenal. Thank you so much, Kelly, for having me on your show this month. It really means a lot to me, especially with this being Foster Care Awareness Month. Tell people about you, and then we'll talk about Foster Greatness a little bit later. Okay. Well, my name is Leah Angel Daniel. I am the founder and executive director of Fostering Greatness, Inc. That's INC. We are a nonprofit organization that assists foster care youth, young adults, and alumni. 
who have transitioned or are transitioning out of the foster care system. And so when I think about transitioning, it's either, um, you know, once they're grown, they're on their own and they have to basically leave the foster care system and don't have a plan A, B or C. And so we assist them with just any of their personal goals that they have. If that's to go to college, uh, go into the workforce development to just obtain housing, all of those different things, the bare necessities that they need, food, clothing, shelter, we help assist with all of that. What made you come up with this organization? Why did you develop Foster and Greatness? Well, I am also an alumni of the foster care system. And what that is, is basically, I was in the foster care system for 10 years of my life, from the age of 11 until 21. Uh, my sister and I were placed in foster care together in 1995, and due to uh, my mother's drug um, addiction, alcoholism, and mental health that she suffered, she was schizophrenic, um, she was just unable to provide for us the way she needed to, and we were taken um, by the foster care system, and they basically took our mother's rights and we were wards of the state, meaning we were um, orphans and the state was responsible for us. So what does that mean to people that don't understand the process? They don't understand what that means to, to be in this situation. We hear about foster care, you know, most people just because of an article online or they are watching a TV show, but don't really understand the implications of what it means to be in the foster care system. So was this, you know, what what was this experience like for you? As much as you want to share. Absolutely. So being taken, being taken from a parent is a very devastating um, encounter. Whether a child is growing up in a dysfunctional atmosphere or not, Children are always attached to their parents. You know, um, my mom would leave, you know, me and my sister in the house. That was the thing, you know, she would leave us. But this particular time, we moved on the east side of Buffalo in a very heavily uh, drug populated area. So we moved on Moselle and Box. It was, it was just um, not a good situation. And there was a woman that lived next door who knew that my mom was leaving us. And she told my mother, if she left us again, that she would call the police. And she did. And the police came and they took us and we were at the police station, my sister and I. And at that time I had just turned 11 that summer and I only knew three family members' phone numbers. And I kept calling them until one of them came. And my great aunt came and when she saw us, she started crying, but she did not keep us. And my sister and I, we went into maybe about four different foster homes in the beginning because no place was really stable. There were always some issues. Our first foster mom, she had breast cancer and passed away. Another one, they had carbon monoxide in their home. Another one, we were mentally and emotionally abused. It was just so much going on. Now, on the other side with my mom, they gave her a menu to complete. And I believe it was for six months. So you're asking a woman who has used, you know, just different substances for a very long time 
to stop using those substances, to get her life together and to get her kids back in six months. It's just not going to happen. And a lot of times people who don't understand a certain type of lifestyle, they look at families who and they say, oh, that's dysfunction. You know, they're living in dysfunction. They're dysfunctional. But it's really normalized to them. So in my mother's family, using drugs was normalized. You know, prostitution was normalized. Seeing the elders on different drugs and sustaining and, and having their children being left at home, that was normal to them. So my mom, although she had gone through a similar situation and she knew how it felt, she still followed in those footsteps because it was the type of environment that she was used to. So that's how it all started out for me and my sister. And then my sister and I were separated. And then I went on to be in other homes until my last foster home that I ended up in at the age of 16. And then I aged out at 21. And so, Leah, I've known you for years and I've known part of your story for just as long. But this is like, it's heartbreaking, man. And... I'm going to do my best not to break down and, and cry the entire show. I, I really am going to truly try, but I'm not making any promises. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Life is so hard. And I'm just thinking about the hurdles that people in, I'll say, healthy families, not normal, but healthy, like truly healthy families, right? Like the just the the ins and outs of growing up, puberty and friendships and school and just regular life stuff that you have to go through in a healthy family, but to grow up and you know my story. So, mm -hmm. you know, to grow up and not have a healthy environment to grow up in, but still end up relatively healthy. <laughs> I mean, it, what do you attribute your life success to? Really nothing but the grace of God, Kelly. There was somebody that really prayed for me. Um, there are times, some of the darkest times in my life, and people will say, well, how did you get through that? And you know how you experience it's something like a twilight zone where you don't even know. You're just going through the motions and you don't even know how you got through it. That's how I felt that sometimes. And my mentors, I've had some phenomenal people who have believed in me who have saw it factors in me, things that I didn't see in myself. And that really has attributed to who I am today. Life has been hard. It's still hard. You know, uh, my mom just passed in June and mentally I had in my mind that my mom would get her life together, that we would be able to have some form of a relationship that we weren't able to have when I was a child. But now she's gone and she was never able to live that type of happily ever after ending that I wanted for her life. And um, a support system right now. I'm a mother myself. I have two daughters. And there are things that I desire for myself that I just don't have. And the reality of it is, is just because of the type of family that I've come from. Again, I say it's hard. It was hard then. It's still hard now. But I just keep pressing forward. There's just something in me that says, you got to go. You got to keep going because really my testimony, my story isn't just all about me, but it's about those others who are going through the system, who have been a part of the system, who needs to see a black or brown face and say, okay, she made it. You know, I have some hope. I can do it too. But also to build community support amongst each other. 
because like I said, everybody doesn't have a happily ever after ending. And so when you think about your journey and recovery and thriving despite of the situation, you know, what would you, and I know you do this as a part of your work with fostering greatness, but what would you tell, you know, the person listening right now who may be going through, who is struggling right now? Life is what you make it. You are the controller of everything. And when I say that, meaning what you want to do, you're going to do what you want to do when you want to do it and how you want to do it. And yes, there may be barriers or things in the way, but you can overcome those things. And sometimes those things are there not to disrupt anything, but to teach you something. And so looking at losses as lessons or these different things, these mountains, these barriers, these issues, people, trauma, all of that, looking from what you can take from it and to move forward. Everybody has life experiences. Some of us go through worse things than others, but I always ask myself, what am I supposed to get from this? And then how can I move forward? And it may be someone has to assist me because we all need somebody to get to where we're going. And so just latching on to people who can be a concrete support um, during their times of need. What does that look like? Even if it's just a phone call, somebody who can assist monetarily, somebody who can just give you a good word, you know, so just really being mindful of having those type of people in your life. So this is hard, Leah. I don't know why this conversation is so hard, but it is. Mm. Because you know how it is. And sometimes I can't even believe I am where I am at today and the things that I have experienced. And I look at my mom's life and I think something she has set in place for her. But things were so hard for her that she equated to using, you know, drugs and alcohol to sustain, you know, her hurt. And I don't want to do that. I want to be her legacy. You know, I want to do the things that she wasn't strong enough to do at that moment due to whatever hurt or trauma she experienced. And I want to be able to show my daughters something different. I want to break that generational curse. And I've done some of those things so far, but I believe that's what keeps me going. But sometimes I'm just burned out. Like I need help and I'm honest and I'm transparent about what I need. Mm -hmm. you know, people will say, oh my goodness, you don't look like what you're going through. Or even when um, my mom passed, I became physically ill due to, you know, just taking care of everything and all the arrangements and her not having insurance and just all of the stress being on me. And um, it was a lot, Kelly. It, it was a lot. And a, there's a lot, there was a lot of expectations on me because I am where I am today. But people didn't understand that I was grieving too. I was in loss too. And what do you say to people that's around you during that time? You know, people say, well, you didn't tell, I don't know what I was supposed to tell you, you know, but just to be there, you know? Um, so I think about those types of things. And again, just being in foster care is just a reminder that even though I've grown older, I've left the system, part of being in the system has made me stronger. You know, it has helped me to thrive instead of just being in survival mode. But the other part is too, I yearn to have uh, parental relationships 
and nurturing and support, you know, that I see my other friends have, you know, with their parents or to assist them with their children. And I just don't have that. And that's my reality. So that part hurts, you know, and, and that's the part where I see that I feel like it's unfair for me. But then I have to look at all my other blessings and maybe my route um, and the way I'm supposed to do things isn't like other people. So I just try to make the best of my situation, but it does not take away from what I desire or take away the extra angst that I have to go through in order to accomplish the things that I'm trying to accomplish at the moment. So let's talk about fostering greatness and the work that you do with yeah. the organization. I know you have programming this month and I want people to support your work. Let, let's talk about what fostering greatness does. What are some of the services you provide and um, how can people get more information? With fostering greatness, we started out doing programmatic things, but once the pandemic happened, um, there were so many foster care youth, young adults and alumni who were homeless. So I found myself taking my coins, my dollars and getting them hotel rooms, DoorDash, Uber Eats. And my husband kept saying, well, why are you doing that with your own money? And you know, it, that's a lot. And I said, but you don't know how it feels to be homeless. I do. You know, sometimes they would call me and it would just be these stories and things that are happening and young women sleeping with men who are abusing them just so they'll have somewhere to stay or getting pregnant and really not wanting to have the babies, but not having the money to get birth control or health care. They go downtown, you know, to uh, the Department of Social Services and people are talking to them like they're not worthy. And all of these different things that are happening, some want to go to college, but they're not sure of the resources that are available for foster care um, youth. And then once they do find out because they've aged out at 21, or missed a certain timeline, they've missed out on some of the resources. And then others want to do workforce development programs, but then they don't know anything about the foster care subsidies that help these uh, youth and young adults. It's just so much, how can I say, disconnection, you know, with everything. And so Fostering Greatness was established to assist, to be that one-stop shop to where this population doesn't have to go in and tell that traumatic story over and over again. It's just an unspeakable or invisible type of support that's there, you know, where we understand, where we want to assist and knowing that they may need some extra help, you know, with foundational things where people are saying, oh, you're 23 years old and you don't know how to, to uh, purchase the proper undergarments for yourself. Oh my, I can't believe that, you know, just all of these things that they say about, you know, young people who are a certain age, like they're supposed to know everything. And especially for black girls and young women, the adultification of how they're supposed to know everything and do everything. So this is why Fostering Greatness was established, because there were so many youth and young adults in the system who are just falling to the wayside. And there's nobody there to help them, to assist them, to say, listen, I got your back. You know, and, and as they say with FUBU, for us, by us, that's what Fostering Greatness was established for. So for Foster Care Awareness Month, we have an event each week. Right now we're doing a luggage of love drive where we have collected so many pieces of new luggage, duffel bags. I mean, the community here in Western New York, I mean, Buffalo 
has shown up and showed out, you know, for the foster care community, especially through fostering greatness. And so I'm very appreciative of that. So for this entire month, we've been collecting those items and we're going to distribute the luggage with other items, gift cards, clothing, all the different toiletries and things that uh, on this checklist where the foster care community, whatever they need inside of that luggage will go in there. And we're gonna distribute it on Thursday, May 26th at the Northland um, Workforce Corridor here in Buffalo, New York. Also next Thursday, which is the uh, 19th, we're gonna do a fitness for a cause event at the William Emsley YMCA. That's located at 585 William Street. And the William Emsley YMCA has been an astronomical partner with this too. They allowed us to utilize their space to collect the luggage and also to have this event. So we'll have Zumba and flexologists there. Everything is free and it's open to the public. But um, these are just opportunities to learn more about the foster care community, about the programs that Fostering Greatness and other programs here within Western New York, on um, what they have to offer, because we all offer something different, and an opportunity to just put a face with the name in the organization for them to meet me and other alumni and other young adults who need mentorship, who want to learn different things, who are really saying, listen, I want to know how to access different things in my community. I would like opportunities so that I feel like I can accomplish the things I need to accomplish and utilizing the community support so that when they don't have anyone to call, they know the places to go to to get the assistance that they need. So that's really the purpose of Fostering Greatness, Inc. And so if people want to learn more, how can they find Fostering Greatness? We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under our handle, Fostering Greatness, that's I-N-C, and our website, www.fosteringgreatness, excuse me, inc.org. Again, www.fosteringgreatnessinc, that's inc.org. And you can also follow me, Leah Angel Daniel, and I have the links right to the Fostering Greatness, um, Inc. And your handle is Leah Angel Daniel. So now you know how to find Leah, you know how to find Fostering Greatness, and you know how to support. So what are some closing thoughts? What do you want people to know? If there is a walkaway message that you want folks to know about foster care, about being a alumni, what would you want people to know? I want people to know that we all have a part in this. Um, I know there was a comment made before about foster care being just um, a state or a county issue, but it's really a city issue because when these young people become adults, this is who we're leaving our city to. And if we haven't assisted or prepared them to be the next upcoming leaders, then what are we leaving? So we all have a social responsibility. If you want to become a foster parent, if you want to become a mentor, if you want to donate, if you just want to educate, we all have a part and there's something you all can do. I'm doing my part, so what will you do? If not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Leah, thank you so much. So until the next time, be the light.
Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.